3: What's up, everybody? BJ Kissel, Ken Swanson from the Kingdom Bar and Grill Out in Overland Park, Kansas. <laughs> Chiefs lose 2017 to the Indianapolis Colts in... It's a shocking. It's shocking. Yeah. This is as shocked as I've ever been with a Chiefs loss since I've been covering or been around them. That <laughs> is fucking brutal.
4: Um... I, I don't want to be like a prisoner of the moment or too extreme. Is that the worst regular season loss in the Mahomes era? Yeah. I think so. I think we just witnessed the worst loss in the Mahomes era in in regular season. That was it was awful. I mean, there was and everybody shares a piece of it. There there's yeah. there's it's just an abject failure across the board with 10 days rest coming off a massive win. Um yeah, that was stunning. That was a stunning loss. The, <laughs> the things.
3: <laughs> Darren's bringing shots over. <laughs> it's Darren. It's the owner of the Kingdom of Bar. Of the Kingdom Bar. Bringing shots. And uh, we've got a special guest. We're going to get into a lot of this, but I know he's short on time. So, uh, Tucker, let's bring on James right now. we got NFL Network's James Palmer who's joining us. James, <laughs> oh, my head looks huge. Hey, buddy. <laughs> how's, how's it going?
2: What a wild, I'm going to tell you guys, I can barely hear you because, you know, these guys haven't won any games yet this season, so it's pretty loud. Uh, they're pretty stoked about that. Um, I thought pre-game, it was going to be a weird game. I, I thought something was going to happen. This happens with the Colts. I did the game against the Patriots here last year where just something kind of odd happens. It's almost like when Frank Reich was a player. But his back's completely up against the wall, that's when he's at his, at his best. And it's kind of the way he's been as a coach, too. And everybody kind of wrote these guys off the way the first two games went. But I just knew that that there was just kind of an odd feeling about the way this game was shaping up. Too many people were saying this was just, you know, a a layup for the the Chiefs. And and the Colts knew that they had to do something in this game. And I think that's why things kind of went a little bit sideways. But we can talk about it, guys. The whole press box was like, what are you doing going for a field goal? In that situation, like nobody has really understood at all what that play call was. We'll get a chance to go hear what Andy Reid had to say. But well, what I'm curious, what your guys' take is, and I'll put my head next to this because I forgot my iPod, my AirPods again.
3: <laughs> yeah, I we're pretty stunned here, so we're trying to make sense a lot of this. But between that decision and the rest of what went down with special teams, I don't know if there's been a a worst performance with Dave Tobe as the leading the Chiefs special teams unit than what we saw today. From the very, very beginning with Sky Moore and the Muff Punt when I was texting with you, to the fake field goal attempt, to the missed field goal, to the mixed, missed extra point. I mean, it was a steal Kent's term, an abject failure in that third, in that phase of the game across the board.
2: You have to win in all three phases. And we got. Roof open here. Jim Ursa got his team going early because it looked like Sky Moore couldn't see the ball on the first Yeah, game. that was, yeah.
4: Tough.
2: It was really wild. I posted a video of Mahomes walking over the pregame where he was like, kind of like looking at all the glares and really kind of like, you know, curious about all the sight lines that were obstructed with the sun coming through with the roof open. So, hey, maybe Jim Irsay seems like he got himself a little help early on more that just ended up being down at the front for uh for the colts for second ones of the game the kicking game was just not good uh by any means but yeah with the with the way that things went with with the fake field goal, I mean, all you have to say to me, Jay, right is you don't have faith in this kicker with harrison Butker, so we're going to put patrick yeah. on the field on fourth down and have him try to throw it because the fake field goal doesn't give a chance for just and just going for it. Yeah,
3: yeah, I didn't, I didn't yeah. like that fake field goal at all. No, so. I didn't like the decision either, James. Yeah. We're gonna let you go. We know you got to get to the pressers and and try to make sense of all this and hear from the players yep. and coaches.
2: But right
3: now, but, all right, we appreciate it, James. Again, that's James Palmer from NFL Network there at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Uh, we'll get back to this one. There's a lot. Uh, Maddie Lane and Craig Stout are gonna join us here in a little bit because uh, yeah. there's gonna be a lot of different opinions uh, on this one. But this one to me is gonna be tough to swallow just because you got to give. And I understand. From the Colts fan perspective, what James just said, the Colts came out and they did enough to win the game, but really felt like the Chiefs just gave this one away. <laughs>
4: Do you want to know something? I don't know if the Colts did enough to win this game. I don't. I I think the Chiefs just did way too much to give this game away. I think the Colts tried to give that game. Our to guy them.
3: Jelani Woods did
4: he, enough. He did. He did great. I mean, and I'm not trying to discredit what the Colts did at all. I'm just like genuinely, the I, the Chiefs did a lot of things that just. One or two things would have been bad, but they did just a list of things that kept them from winning that football game. They gave that game away the way I look at it.
3: Yeah, like I said, we're going to break this one down. It felt weird from the beginning with this guy more muffed pump. We were just talking about with James. I mean, all the different special teams miscues, and we'll we'll get to the defense, and we'll get to Patrick Mahomes, So I thought in general, Mahomes didn't – I don't think he played poorly. Yeah. Um, all things considered, no, we will have the interception at the end of the game. but. I, uh the running game got nothing. At one point, Clyde had seven rushes for zero yards. Uh, really nothing from the running game. I think Patrick Mahomes is the leading rusher in this game. So um,
4: yeah, but when was, you look mm. at special
3: teams, the muffed punt, uh, we talked about Lamont's downing the punt at the 10-yard line when it was going to roll in. There were a couple of guys around that. Was early in the game, and obviously the missed field goal, missed extra point, and then the fake field goal uh, attempt at the end. It's just got to get Harrison Butker healthy and, and Dave Tobe. It's gonna be interesting to see what what he has to say on Thursday when he when he takes to the podium because that's going to be a tough one for him and for the rest of those guys uh, play that play that phase of the game.
4: Yeah, it, 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 they've got they got to get back to the drawing board. they got to get back to the fundamentals a little bit. Um, and there's there's probably, I don't even know, I don't know how to broach this, but, I mean, Matt and Amendola's had a very up-and-down career historically as a kicker. And the Chiefs selected to use a six-man competition in a practice setting to determine their kicker i don't think that they should do that next time personally i would consider maybe going with someone with a better track record in a real nfl game because matt amandola is, is who he's always been and that was a little bit disappointing there too
3: if you hear the bar going crazy right now we just saw the end of the buffalo bills game and the buffalo bills lose to the miami dolphins and the dolphins move to 3-0 and on the season wow. and the bills move to 2-1 and that is also shocking in this one but again for the Chiefs to go on the road and play a team that hadn't played very well for the first couple of weeks we talked about being the home opener for the Colts uh that they were going to get better with Matt Ryan and this offense uh kind of gelling and getting used to each other as he's in a new system and all those things that uh we're talking about throughout the week but you know I I can't complain too much Kent about the defense I thought for the most part they did a good job although we made the the points and we'll go back and uh break it down and watch the film but you know it felt like the good plays they has when spags are really sending extra guys i thought the blitz pass was really really good they're really aggressive um that colin saunders had a fantastic game uh but yeah it, weird game i just can't get past special teams because offensively i can't point to too many things besides the running game and all of that but Mahomes didn't look too far off uh orlando brown jr did not have a good game even when he wasn't tripped Joe uh, Tooney
4: didn't have a great game. Yeah. Riley, I mean, the entire offensive line was bad. I'll give you a stat here: uh, outside of Patrick Mahomes' runs, the Chiefs have the Chiefs averaged one point six eight yards per carry. Clyde Edwards-Laird had seven carries for zero yards. Seven carries for zero yards. That's 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 hard to do, man. Like that's wow. It, it, so many things about this game were weird. So many things about this game didn't go well. Execution across the board, discipline across the board, was really really not there at all and this i mean this it's early in the season but i feel like this team really has to, has to look at themselves and respond to to this in a in a big way
3: that this one's gonna hurt because no matter what happens to be competitive down the stretch you stay healthy they're going to be in it uh late in the season this is going to be one that you look back on back man if they end up either missing the playoffs or missing home field advantage or whatever, you're going to point to this game. And it was completely unnecessary yeah. uh for it to happen. And at this point, I'd rather Harrison Butler go out there and kick with one step. Yeah. I mean he's a fifty four yard field goal with, taking one step. Yeah. So Yeah.
4: It's there's a I'm am trying to I'm trying to be as measured as I can. Right I'm now. trying
3: not to yell and swear and, and cuss. Yeah. I saw Gina's comment saying she's too pissed to be positive. We're not going to be positive in this, but they are trying to keep this as family-friendly. You know, this you
4: know what you should do? You know what will help? If you aggressively press the like button and aggressively press the subscribe button Don't break your computer, and then leave an angry comment during this show while we are going live, we're going to all process this, process this together. Blake Egan saying, you know, lost for words. I agree. I yeah.
3: And we're, we're airing of grievances in the in the chat room and tucker will bring on your comments and speaking of bringing on stuff let's bring on maddie and craig right oh, now oh
4: you're bringing on some comments now yeah
3: let's bring on are we sure we're allowed to have two thirds are we sure
4: maddie wants to come on right now
3: <laughs> maddie how are we feeling
1: oh i'm feeling great uh let me tell you there's nothing quite like uh watching
4: his mic's not that on. to feel
1: good
3: turn That's, your mic on matthew
1: I have. Is it not working for you guys? You're on your
3: AirPods. Let's go to Craig real quick while Matty gets his his camera, or excuse me, his microphone set. Craig, how are we feeling, man?
5: Oh, we're feeling awful. Um, (laughs) Just like the special teams were today. It is inexcusable how awful special teams were today. It takes a lot for a special teams group to impact a game enough to where you can point to it and say, man, that that is primary reason number one while the team lost this game like it really does take a lot and there was a lot of reasons why the team lost this game but it was special teams number one you have a four you know a muffed punt you set the team up at the one you have a missed field goal a missed extra point and then whatever the hell they were doing on that fake punt if that was a called one or tommy townsend just pulled it just awful just awful all around all it would have taken is a field goal to do this a field goal to to set this up and to just be decent on special teams and they weren't they were just plain awful all around start to finish tommy townsend was the only redeemable thing with his punting today everything else Throw it in the trash and well, start over. Chris
4: Lamont took five yards off of a, one of his punts too by picking it up early off the 10s. You know,
5: I, listen, I, I'm willing to give him that because I don't know how that that second bounce uh, is gonna be. like you, you're trying to feel that off the bounce. I'm I'm fine. With you <laughs> not today. I, I, not today. I, I, not today. That, that's like number eight on the list of special teams yeah. things that I'm mad about.
4: Today. It, it's so, just yeah. a. It's just like a. It's just a microcosm of everything. Mm-hmm. Almost though. It's just like. Even though it wasn't the biggest, it wasn't affecting, you know, the game that much. It's just another one of those things to point at and go, this team wasn't sharp. They weren't prepared. They weren't focused in any aspect of the game. I mean, defense did a lot of really good things today. But their best, highest paid defensive player couldn't keep his mouth shut in the biggest moment and get off the field when they needed him to. (laughs) They had him stopped. They had the game Locked up. What did he say? The, we need to. I know don't what he care said. what he said. I, I, don't, I don't care listen. what he said. But I you am team a flag trash for talk a talking like that,
5: yeah, I am team trash talk. It's just generally, I they am. Talk. Everybody I, I, talks I, I the am. entire game.
3: Yeah, Why the hell throw yeah, a flag I, in that I situation. Think,
1: I think it happens very like once or twice a year and everybody always wonders what you have to say. But here's the thing, whatever it is has to be so bad that you should know not to say it. Like there's clearly right. a line because it does. And this isn't the first time, like we've all seen it. There's clearly a line and it's gotta be pretty obvious that there's a, and it had to be said loud for the referee to hear it. Cause he was right in Matt Ryan's ear. It's just, I'm not condoning throwing the flag there, but whatever he did, I have no doubts that it crossed some kind of like unwritten rule because it happens very seldomly, but it does happen. You have to, you have to know better in that situation.
4: Speaking of lines, how about that offensive line, Maddie? That's probably a place that we should start because that was an awful awful look for that group.
1: Listen, my podcast performance to start here is just mirroring the Chiefs' just performance across the board in this <laughs> game. Mike's not working. <laughs> I had to leave. Um, here's. I agree with I want to start. I agree with Craig that special teams probably ultimately cost them the game. This offense, I don't want it to get brushed to the side that how bad the offense was in this game. Yeah, the special teams cost them, but the offense was almost as bad. They just could have survived because they still have Patrick Mahomes and good players that got enough, would have gotten enough points without the special teams mistakes. But that offensive line, terrible. Passing concepts, terrible. Coaching decisions across the board, absolutely terrible. Mahomes Whatever had to drag was...
4: them from going from kicking a field goal with their kicker, who is one of the missing a field goal, <laughs>
1: missing a field goal.
4: How is Matt and Amendola? On... Sorry, I'm sorry. Really quick, it's all going to start flowing out if I'm not careful. How is Matt and Amendola on this <laughs> roster? The six team or the six kicker competition in a game, in a setting that is not. A, a real game setting. That's how you chose your kicker. I when it when it happened, I went really. That's what you chose. You chose one of the statistically worst kickers out there in free agency because you had a competition. I believe Chase McLaughlin, the kicker for the Colts today, was in that competition read
1: off his stats i read off his stats when the chiefs when the chiefs signed him we were live on a podcast and i looked up the stats right off and i said nah there's no way that this is a real decision there's absolutely positively no way that this was the guy that they ended up choosing in this particular situation and yet here we are and now it's costing them a game and highly unfortunate for them it does it clearly impacted some of the decisions they made but it also didn't impact them enough to just say okay heck with it we're going for it or I don't know. I still come back to the coaches on this one, but yeah, I think they are in a tough spot as long as Matt Amendola is their kicker because they can't trust him to make extra points even.
5: They I didn't they, they didn't trust the warning. Why for are you out here doing a fake field goal? Like, seriously, I'm I'm with James Palmer yeah. here. Why are you out here trying a fake field goal? Then, like, wh- what's the point? You getting tricky? Everybody knows to be alert to it. If you don't trust your kicker and you haven't all game long, now all of a sudden you trot that out there. Of course, it's going to be covered. Put Patrick Mahomes out there. Why do you want Tommy Townsend throwing the ball? I love Tommy. I love what the fake stuff that they have done with him. But Patrick Mahomes in that situation is who you want to go with. Why? Why are you out here getting cute? Or just take the field goal. Let Amendola kick the field goal in that scenario. If you're really that worried about sustaining drives, putting points on the board, yada, yada, just, just line up and let him do it. Because a field goal does wonders in this game. Just one field goal. Yeah. I,
4: yeah I'm i still trying to process this right now. I, I'm i stunned. I like, Let's see. Thinking about all, all these little things that you just go. I,
3: we're all going to take like a 45-second break because Tucker's got uh, word from DraftKings for us right here.
6: I do indeed. It's going to be a graceful transition as well. And I'm sure that you guys all know about our friends at DraftKings. They're kind of the best. Uh, and NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings' stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With bigger payouts than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day, all season long. Here's what you got to do. You got to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KCSN to get $200 in free bets. If your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game, that's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes, the description for details.
3: All right, guys. Now that thank you for the graceful transition, Tucker. Good job. Uh, buddy. One, one of the things i do want to talk about is we've seen some comments in, uh, the comment section, uh, but also on social media regarding, and I think they're two entirely separate situations that are now going to kind of meld it together. And that was what the TV cameras caught going into halftime between Eric the enemy and Patrick Mahomes. And that I'm going to go on record, obviously not knowing exactly what was said, that things like that are, that is a very tame conversation (laughs) compared to what these guys have. Generally, Patrick Mahomes is always going to want, to throw a touchdown. He's always going to want to go out there and score points. He's always going to say something when that's the situation. But just because Eric Bieniemy and the coaching staff decided something else, let's not lump this into the rest of there's things going on inside the lock. That was a caught on camera situation of things. And I've been down on that sideline. I was there for six years and a year when they won the Super Bowl. Things like that happen all of the time. So We can sit here and talk about the coaching decisions and all of that. But, guys, I want to get your opinions on this, too, because that didn't even phase me in the slightest bit. It was just something that was interesting and caught on camera, and now it's going to be turned into something different because of the way that the game unfolded.
1: So, for me, uh, i I probably tainted by some off-season rumors, but that looked like a conversation that boiled over from not a specific incident. If they came out and said this was specifically because they called a run play there at the final play, then okay, so be it. I have no reason not to agree with it. But I think you kind of saw some stuff last week where Mahomes looked a little upset with – and it could have been the play of the game, how he was playing, or anything like that. But I just – his demeanor and his face looked a lot like it does on other games where the offense isn't going the way you want it to when it doesn't yep. look easy. And it almost looked like he was disagreeing with Eric bien about something they had to do. Now, I'm not saying that they are fighting that there is some kind of major issue. There's yep. just clearly a disagreement about what both sides wanted, whether it's game long, that specific drive. I, we don't know, and we honestly never will know.
5: Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately this is going to dredge up all of that from the offseason and it sucks because it's something that they probably if it would have happened you know a minute and 30 seconds later when they were in the locker room nobody's sitting here and nobody's going (laughs) to blow this up it's simply it's probably the same conversation they've had lots of times at halftime in the locker room we've seen it with Travis Kelsey we've seen it with other guys like it happens all the time to me there, play calling is an issue. I'm not going to say that it's not, but to me, that's not one that I'm going to sit here and pin it on and say, Oh, oh yeah. nah, there's discord in here. And now there's a problem. And now the chief's office is going to suck all year long. No, that's not <laughs> this at all. Yeah. I think mean, this is just an, it is, it is a boiled over thing related to an isolated incident for sure, but it's not something that I think needs to be painted as this massive issue. That's going to be a problem.
3: All right, let's talk about some yeah, of the I, massive I, issues that we saw, Maddie. And I want to get to, cause you made a comment earlier about the route combinations mm-hmm. And just about offensively, the pass game concepts and what they saw. What was it about that that surprised you in A, you know, in B, is the reason that we're in this position right now, in your opinion, offensively?
1: I, I think so. Uh, it looks like a team that clearly doesn't know what their identity on offense is yet. And that makes sense, right? There's a lot of turnover. You have a lot of new pieces. So it makes a ton of sense to not know what your identity is going to be. However, I think the Chiefs are not doing a good job of utilizing the body types they have. Just look at what the Colts are doing. Look how many times they threw it to Michael Pittman or Alec Pierce when they were covered relatively well, but put the ball away from the defender, let the big guy make a catch and make a play. The Chiefs don't really do that. And whether that's a scheme issue, whether that's a Patrick Mahomes doesn't like those plays as much issue, whatever it may be, that's the offense they now have. They don't have the speed to constantly have guys running wide open. They're going to keep seeing tighter coverage because they don't have the athletes to break open. So they either have to go back to the drawing board to figure out how to get these guys open or start finding a way to better utilize them to their skill set. And I just don't think they've done that the last two weeks at all.
4: I think the thing that's kind of alarming to me when I look at the, the totality of all this too is – you're seeing regression from the offensive line. It's inarguable. Oh, yeah. They've ran the ball horrifically. Their yeah. pass protection has been bad the last two weeks. The you know, you dismissed, you know, some moments from Joe Tooney last week as you know, it's gonna happen, Joey Bosa. He hasn't looked good this week this week either. That's two straight weeks. Orlando Brown had his worst game as a chief. Um the regression is real. And that's, what's so alarming and concerning to me about all this is, yeah, we can talk about identity and you're absolutely right. This team doesn't have their offensive identity yet, but they're not doing things that they did last year. They're not executing to the same level or playing to the same level or capabilities up front that they did last year. And so you take that and you mix it with, okay, now we've got a lot of, a lot of offensive pieces trying to figure things out together, trying to work together. And and it's not working. And then and then I think about like okay, so they're trying to get I mean Marquez Marquez Valdas getting got tons of targets today, right? He was Especially getting early. getting fed the ball a lot. There was a couple opportunities for like I look at like McCole Hardman. I, I don't think I don't think Mahomes trusts McCole because like there there's there opportunities there for you know to, to kind of give him some opportunities. So it's like just it, it's it's a mess. It's just like it, it's it's dis just disjointed it's disorganized right now and I'm kind of surprised by that. Like things just aren't playing well off of each other and I don't know, there's just there's a lot of little things that are piling up very quickly in the season. They've got to figure out, Craig.
5: You don't you don't say scoring 3 points and a half from this offense is not great. They only That's, scored 3 uh, yeah. points. Yeah, 3 points oh in the second half. That's that's how bad it was. I mean,
4: and yet the second half offense
1: offense was better. That was the better half of offense. Yeah, I can argue that it was better. you want
4: to, you want to, you want to. I'm sorry, I don't want to jump into. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to just jump over you. But I believe the two touchdowns were short fields. I believe yes. both touchdowns yeah, occurred yeah. on short fields. They came
3: off the turnovers. <laughs>
5: Come on, downs and a fumble from the Chiefs' defense that we haven't talked about yet. We'll get to that. No, no, it, he it's won't. Inexcusable. They were <laughs> unable to move the ball at all. It didn't matter what it was it was errors it was dropped passes it was not seeing the open running lane it was pressure allowed quickly by the offensive line it was all bad like it really was all bad like we can look at it and say yeah there was moments where it looked good and there was moments where things went right but that's been kind of the case with everything outside of Travis Kelsey cooking Isaiah Simmons in week one large by and Hmm. large everything else from the Chiefs offense has been disjointed has seemed like you're pulling teeth a little bit to get to what it needs to be. And there is a disconnect. Like you said, it does not feel comfortable. Even at times when the Chiefs offense has not looked good in the past, it still felt comfortable for drives. Mm -hmm. Now it doesn't feel comfortable for drives. It feels comfortable for a play or two plays in a row or something like that. It doesn't. It doesn't seem to blend together well. It doesn't seem to flow very well. The trust isn't there. The players aren't executing well. That is a problem here because you've got a lot of people that are making a lot of money, both on the offensive line, as pass catchers, in the backfield there. like That has to get rectified, and it has to get rectified quick because I I hate to say this, and I wouldn't have ever believed that I was going to say this to start this season. They are wasting a very good defense right now. And that is that is crazy <laughs> to even think about. But right now, that that offense and special teams today. But the offense is wasting some ridiculously good defensive performance.
4: Yeah. Let's. Right, do you have anything, Beach? You good? No. All right. Let's let's talk. All right. Look, I
3: just angry.
4: We've done a, we've done enough on offense. Uh, we've done enough on special teams. We can talk a little bit about the defense before the Chris Jones meltdown. Uh, really, really, I I liked a lot of what the defense did. I think Steve Spagnuolo played or had a had a great game plan, largely.
5: Yeah, I mean he did. It was four sacks and allowed three point oh eight yards per play. That's it. That that is ridiculously good defense. They were able to get off the field a lot of times on third down, and they had a couple of fourth down stops. Force two fumbles on strip sacks they they set the offense up in great positions and they did a very good job of being blankets and coverage stopping Jonathan Taylor from really milking the clock until right there after the Chris Jones penalty where it just seemed like the wind was completely out of the sails they did a really good job of stopping what the Colts do best and it's what we expect Matt Ryan has not been particularly good this year but they did get Michael Pittman Jr. back and they got Alec Pierce back and by and large those guys were non-factors Alec Pierce had a great snag that he was able to take and really kind of set some stuff up. But throughout the day, the Chiefs defense did a really good job pressuring Matt Ryan, sniffing out the concepts quickly, and making plays. Problem is, it all gets overshadowed with, you know, one 15-yard penalty that extends a drive. They go down, they allow a touchdown at the end of the game there. I You know, it it is going to get overshadowed all game long, but this is by and large a terrific defense. Uh, throw that stat
4: up really quick again, Robert. Still unfortunate, surprise stat. Andy Reid is now five and six on the mini buy. Wow, that is surprising. That yeah, is that very, is, that, very surprising. Maddie, anything on the defense? I would love.
1: I just would say I would love to see what the Chiefs are before the the mini on Thursday nights too under Andy Reid because I don't think they usually play that great on Thursday nights either. So like, that's just an interesting, especially if you have a not great before and after it. Um, defensively, yeah, I agree, Craig. I think overall it was a very good performance. It's hard to kind of like uh, nitpick a lot of it. I do think one of the big issues is still the fact that um, the Chiefs have to bring a blitz to get pressure, right? They're not yeah. getting consistent pressure with four. Yeah. And that's a problem. And I think you saw that on the few successful drives the Colts had, the Chiefs opted not to blitz. The Chiefs got zero pressure. They were able to find guys that were open. Uh, Jalen Watson had a couple of plays that he gave up after a big performance last week. He's a rookie and he gave up some big ones. He made some nice plays but he gave up some big ones. So it's just, the defense is good. I don't know if this defense is ever going to be consistent enough to win you games if you have offensive performances that are this bad and everything else doesn't go right. Colts' offense isn't good. It's really, really, really bad. It's like the Chiefs' defense, while much improved, I think they 100% percent out their opponent to win a game solely on their back. And that's going to be a problem for this team right now because they're still struggling to just line up and play and win defensively. They have to out-scheme their opponent, and that's fine when the offense works. When the offense is whatever this is, you need a little bit of luck. And that's what they got last week, and they didn't get any this week.
3: All right, real quick, let's uh, let's get the toast game out of the way while we're talking about the defense and we're trying to <laughs> hang on to all the positive things that we can Uh, from this game, and uh, I was going to split it. Uh, We talked about a certain player. I want to give Spags half of it because I feel like Spags uh, made a good job, did a good job with the adjustments knowing, and you guys bring up a great point, that it felt like we talked, I was talking to Ken about this during the game at the bar here, that it felt like, The only time we were getting pressure is when Spag sent guys, but they're being so creative with how they do it that they resulted in the negative plays that led to the only points that we actually scored in this game. And so half of the, the MVP or the, the toast is going to Steve Spagnuolo. The other half is going to uh, Colin Saunders Uh, Finished this game with eight tackles, never had more than four tackles in any other game. And so, uh, our toast game presented by our friends at Holiday Distillery in the new Bent Holiday uh, bottle and bonded bourbon uh, is going to Steve Spagnolo and especially to Colin Saunders, who thought was all over the place, had his best game as a pro.
5: Easily, easily his best game as a pro, made plays against a in the run and the pass. More of that going forward, please, from Colin Saunders, because that'll play, buddy. That'll play.
1: And the fullback rep. That's all we really – Oh, I love it. That. <laughs> that's why he got it.
5: Was that Joe Tooney that got beat on
4: that play?
1: Joe Tooney got pushed – Somebody on to- the
4: interior. I think <laughs> it might have been Joe Tooney. Got
3: across his face.
4: Yeah. By it DeForest was-
1: Buckner, who's a very good player. But, yes, that is what happened on that play. <sighs> I'm
4: I mean, still stunned, guys. I mean, <laughs> the Chiefs had five sacks. They had five Tomorrow's sacks been- today. They forced two fumbles –
5: and they lost. They lost. Yeah. And listen, Multiple
1: they,
2: fourth
5: down stops. Multiple. I, I think we have to
1: give more credence, kind of to the end of the game management too. Like here when the Colts were driving, I don't know what the Chiefs' plan was because yep. the Colts had enough timeouts and in not enough space. They were 100% going to be able to run out that clock or have yep. enough time to attempt to score. Not using your timeouts, you gave your offense zero chance. I don't know yep. what – the The time person that's in Andy's ear was telling him there, but that was that was a bad look. That was Philly Andy clock management right there.
3: I asked Kent after towards the end of that game, right before the Chiefs were getting the ball back after they had scored. Do you feel like if the Chiefs had used their timeouts that the Colts then would have ran the ball if their entire goal at that point was to try to run out the clock while play that game a little bit? knowing that it may have turned out differently, Because I was thinking the same thing of why are we not taking timeouts? If it's going to force them to then run the ball a little bit, isn't that a good thing in that situation? And so uh, hindsight's always 20-20. We can always sit back, but I can't think of a time, and it's not you miss a field goal at the end, a field goal gets blocked. The Chiefs have had bad games where a special teams play at the end has affected the final outcome. I don't think I've ever been in a situation where I feel as confidently saying special teams lost the game for the Chiefs today, and it's not one play. It's not even three plays. We named off five plays (laughs) that were very, very poor from the Chiefs special teams taking points off the board, and a lot of different guys from decision-making from Dave Tobe and the fake field goal and however that all went down, if we will ever get the full story, to (laughs) Sky Moore, catching the first one, not catching the second one, pinning them back deep it just everything seemed like it was going wrong for chief special teams today
4: i just think when you look at the totality of everything and i'm not trying to clump in the exchange at halftime with all of this and i don't think that's entirely fair but it just felt like there's just catching that on there on air was just a little interesting just because like i think there's just a lot of there's just, like a little bit of frustration i think throughout that game and just a little lack of attention to detail and a little bit of, you know, the Chris Jones thing at the end too. It's just like all these little things added up. A ton of little things added up and you just, you've got to fix that before you fix anything else. You've got to address all that stuff head on. And Hopefully this team responds, the disciplines there coming out and all that. We've been in these
3: situations before. It hasn't been special teams that we just talked about being the ones to lose it. But remember last year, they started off two and three, and we were doing post-game shows where it was fire everybody, everybody (laughs) sucks, and that they're never going to be able to fix all these problems. They're absolutely going to be able to fix these things. The frustrating part for me that I won't back down or that won't change is that when you get to the end of the season, you're going to look back and be like, fuck we don't have home field advantage because we couldn't get our shit together against the Colts because we couldn't not call a fake field we couldn't make the correct decisions in the moment that is certainly going to cost us at the end as far as what happens on the field they're not going to play this poorly every single week they will figure it out there's too many leaders too many Andy Reid they, they figure these things out but they can't go back and fix the problems they just caused for themselves and now you look back at the game of last Thursday night against the Chargers like sh- Good thing they pulled that one out. Good thing Jalen Watson did what he did. Or we'd be sitting in a completely different situation right here.
4: I didn't even think about that. I mean, the razor's edge. This is two straight weeks. Like, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about the offense, though, I think, at this point. I'll be honest. And I you mean, should th- be. You have to be. This is two straight weeks where it's sluggish.
3: And it was the vaunted Colts defense, though.
1: And with without no Darius or Shaquille No identity. It's, that's the big issue is it's not even it's just struggle. They have no identity. You say it's... Third and seven, what are the Chiefs doing? Like your only option is find Travis Kelsey. They have nothing else you can point out. And years past, you could point out other stuff. But this year, you cannot.
5: I mean, listen, the microcosm of the entire day is the Chiefs being backed up at the one-yard line, lining up in the gun and handing the ball off to Clyde edwards E'Laire with no momentum. Like you're giving him no chance to do that. Against a ridiculously good Colts run defense, we talked about it in the preview. Don't run into the teeth of the middle of this defense. You're doing that on you know, first and ten from your own one yard line. Of course, you gain no yards, and then you're setting yourself up behind the sticks. It happened all day. It happened against the Chargers as well. We are seeing a pattern now of just poor play calling, poor execution, a little bit of poor everything on them. It.
4: Yeah, it's it's there's a lot there's a lot to. To respond to here,
3: what do you got? I'm just looking at some of the team stats. I mean, the Colts going one of three on fourth down. It reminds me of how big those fourth down stops were by the defense. <laughs> Nick Bolden, <laughs> Nick Bolden meeting him in the middle yeah. and then holding him on fourth and short. And then the defense wasn't the problem. Three point eight yards per play, five sacks.
4: I mean, it's just like like you look at you look at the box score and tell me how the Chiefs lost. It's stunning. I mean, it's it's stunning. I mean, yeah, they. they Situational football was awful. It's just awful across the board. Spe- you know, special teams, situational football. The, I mean, just little. The Chiefs got into plus territory every possession in the fo- in the second half. They were in plus yes. territory every possession in the second half. And had three points. And got three, three points out <laughs> of it. They even were in plus territory at the end of the like at the
3: end of the, or We're close to it with Uh, 24 seconds left is it game plan or is it execution maddie craig Uh i'll give you each a step no you gotta pick one we're gonna we're gonna establish some blame here people are pissed we get 24 hours to be upset we get till midnight to be upset about this but is it more play calling concept or is it literally just not executing because orlando brown is falling down mahomes is getting pressure he's scrambling all over the place just looking for kelsey is it more game planning or is it more guys just not doing their jobs on the field. Okay. Welcome to the. I, uh, if you had, if you had so, to pick one. Oh, go ahead, Craig. You can have it.
5: I I, I get to go first here, and I'm going to steal Maddie's thunder. It's execution. It, it, it's execution. We we broke down a little bit of what happened against the Chargers. There were guys open that were just missed. There there were guys open that were just missed. This one. Patrick Mahomes is feeling pressure, and there's not guys open. That's execution. It it is. It's execution. Your offensive line is playing very, very poorly right now, especially for what we expected. The standards that we had set for the offensive line are not being met right now. And the standards that are being set for the receiving groups are not being met right now. So to me, it's execution. I'm going with it. So BJ's about to get Maddie answered. Um, The execution has not
1: been particularly good, but I think the issue is the game planning is not putting the people in their best position to execute. I don't think that Juju Smith-Schuster's best thing is hitting a shake route and trying to run away from a corner that's got good leverage on him. I don't think MBS's best execution is running a bunch of deep digs or a bunch of deep comebacks. You're not putting the guys in the position to best execute. Now, that said, they're not doing a good job when they are, and like Craig said, there's missed stuff that's coming up but I think the bigger issue is the coaching staff has not figured out how to best utilize this particular group of players yet, specifically in the passing game. I, I don't know what this Chiefs run game is. I don't understand how a team can be this bad for so long with this many players. All
3: right. I, I have a question because they talked about this on the broadcast. I know I'm putting you on the spot and we won't know to get to all twenty two and you see the coverages. But they talked about it on the broadcast that it felt like Greg, you're right.
2: Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> okay,
3: just <laughs> uh, out a little bit. It, Camera's acting a little funky there, but um, special teams. Is it more, were you surprised the way Gus Bradley's defense came out and played? I know they talked a little bit on the broadcast that they seemed to go away from some things that they had done historically. Did you notice that? And do you think that that could have had something to do with the game plan and some of the things that they were doing, not necessarily being what they had prepared for?
1: I think that Gus Bradley, it looked like he branched out a little bit. Um, It's hard to say without getting to see everything. And, you know, you only get so many replays. But it looked like they maybe branched out more than he has in the past. And I think that's probably a direct result of seeing what happened when the Chargers played man coverage against the Chiefs, especially when the Chiefs go at 12 personnel or they have a, a lot of their big bodies out there altogether. I think it's kind of a red flag right now. The Chiefs might not have a great answer for that unless it's Travis Kelsey. So I think they did, but I can't confirm it as of yet.
5: Yeah, it seemed like they were doing still doing a lot of single high, but it might have been more man than just like the, the match three stuff that we typically see out of Gus Bradley. doesn't matter. You if it's man, you gotta have dudes that win. And nobody won. And then the Chiefs didn't have the separation. Patrick didn't throw the ball to him in those situations. It's a problem.
3: There's a lot of talk during the offseason about how excited the receivers were that they were gonna see more man now that Tyreek's not there anymore in week three. Uh-oh. <laughs>
4: I mean and
1: it's rough because Juju and Travis Kelsey might be one of the best one two combos for zone in the entire NFL like those two together versus zone coverage are some of the yeah. best you can get and the fact I think they are getting a lot of man and Kelsey as he gets up there and is getting all the attention is getting deal, dealing with double teams and extra bodies Juju's getting man coverage like all of a sudden you just have nobody that is reliably beating man coverage unless it's hardened with speed over the top and the offensive line isn't giving you time to get there even when you do go there so it's just it's been quite the uh, the whirlwind of unfortunate things kind of lumped together right now. I think, obviously, like you said earlier, they'll have this fixed when you get to the playoffs. Like, I don't believe that they will be this bad forever. It's just a matter of what does that look like because it's hard right now to see the path to get there or what they're going to fall back on the way it's looked the last two weeks.
4: Well, and it's it's just frustrating. It is immensely frustrating to just see, like, to BJ's point earlier, it's... Yeah, there's time. There's a lot of time this season left. But you just, your margin for error probably wasn't as big as it's been in the past for achieving the one seed or, you know, accomplishing all the goals. And wrong or right, the goals in Kansas City aren't making the playoffs, winning the AFC West, they're winning Super Bowls. And so anything that gets in the way of this team winning the Super Bowl are the things that we try to discuss and the things that we try to bring to light. And where frustrations start kicking in maybe a little quicker than, you know, some other places. But I I just this is an unacceptable loss. This wasn't a issue of young of youth entirely. I mean, I think probably is a little bit of it. You know, there were some special teams gaffes from some rookies today. Like there's a little bit of that there. But I don't think largely the issue with this football team was they're young. It was they they didn't execute. They were undisciplined at the worst
3: times. Um, this guy more special team stuff is where you can give him a little bit of a break. Yeah. If it's just that young right. guy, learn it. But that combined with the other mistakes that were made. The Chris Jones, there's a lot of comments about Chris Jones, uh, and you can't be at this point. And, and I'm, I'm curious what he said, Maddie. but to your point, you bring up a great point that players know there's certain things you say. You know a flag's coming out, assuming that was one of those things. But still, like it – Seems like a soft flag to me in that situation, knowing what what it led to. But
4: if you told me the Chiefs were two and one at this point in the season, I wouldn't have been surprised. I would have said, "What did that young defense do?" Though one of those games, like I would have, and like I I think we kind of said, like I think the leash for me is longer than it was in recent memory because of how this team's been constructed, and I know it's probably going to have some growing pains. These growing pains are unacceptable for a team that has a lot of established leadership already in place. That's what frustrates me today um about about how this game went down. These are not the things that you should be worrying about or dealing with as a football team. That's what that's what pisses me off today. I mean, that's correct. That's correct. The offensive
1: line, the coaching and the special teams are the things that you go into this year thinking are going to be good, right? Like that's when you're coming into the year saying there's going to be a learning curve on the young defense. For the younger receivers or new receivers joining this offense, you're saying, but we have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, we have the best special teams coach in the NFL, and we are gonna, you know, we're gonna do these things and we have one of the better coaching staffs. All three of those things failed the team today. And I think what you saw as a result of that, when those three things that are supposed to be your constants, supposed to be the safety net, all fail you. And even with the defense stepping up, it just it didn't work out for them. Like if that happens week after week, I think they're gonna have a hard time pulling out a lot of a lot more wins against quality opponents if those don't get fixed. I expect they do. If you lose those constants or that safety net, it's gonna be really hard in the NFL.
4: Anger click the like button, anger click the subscribe button, leave the angriest comment that you can no, no, don't do that. Tucker has to read them. Um Guys, just real quick. I, I didn't know if you knew this, um, if you were on yet when I when I read this out. And I think I have another stat to you. So do you guys, without looking, do you know Clyde Edwards-Alaire's uh, rushing line today?
5: Yeah, it's uh, zero time. yards, seven carries.
4: Seven carries, zero yards, and a touchdown. That's so hard. To, that's an amazing stat line. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's funny. And
1: that's an Iowa offense stat line right there. Yeah. It's an Iowa college football stat.
3: I I, am <sighs> upset with myself for last week saying that Matt Amadola earned a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> did it, did it,
1: didn't we give him a What did he do week? last
3: week? Kick an extra point,
4: or he made a 22 yard field goal or whatever. <laughs> he it. A very he made
1: a very very important field goal.
4: I yeah. I can't I just I can't believe he won that job. I don't like the process. I didn't like the I wasn't gonna criticize it, but I didn't like the process. By which they used to select a kicker. Like Matt Amendola was fighting for a job for a whole month in Houston and was terrible in the preseason. And he didn't make the team. I literally can look at his stat
1: sheet. Like, I don't I've never scouted an NFL player for a team. I can take one quick look to his stat sheet and say, no, he's not the guy that we are gonna bring on. <laughs> I think it's that simple, really. Like, I think it's a pretty easy one. Like he's his kicking resume is not that good. So the fact that you can bring him in and he can beat out six other guys is wild. And the yeah. fact that they didn't trust him to kick a short one and they went for it on fourth down, then try to fake field goal. I don't I don't know. I don't know how we got there.
4: And then and then okay, so it's fourth and ten. You know what we should do? We should we should no offense, Tucker Earmuffs. We should let Tommy Townsend throw it in the flat and let Noah Gray get seven yards of yak to get a first down. Like, well, you got to
1: throw it to give him a chance. He double clutched it and took away any chance he even had. Yeah, it. that was the ball
4: part—those people, those kicking balls are harder to harder to yeah, throw. Yeah. So, shout out Tommy Townsend for trying to throw that, but
3: that's where we're at. <laughs> throwing, hey, Tommy rolling, Townsend rolling like a
4: champ
1: today. Rolling yeah, to yeah, your ro- slander him.
4: Rolling your punter to your left, to his left, to throw in the flat. With a kicker ball. Huh. I don't know. He
1: was their best he was their best offense today. He was their best offense. I don't know why we're mad at him for giving him a chance. His punts were probably the best thing they did on offense. It put the Colts deep in their own field position to turn the ball over. That's called offense, baby. When the offense looks like this. That's what we're gunning for.
3: It's really hard to take a step back and look at it from forty thousand feet, but you guys bring up like a really good point. I'm going back to like what you said about the young defense. If you would have said we were two and one, you would have assumed that the young defense made some mistakes. Not the fact that the only reason the Chiefs are two and one right now is because of oh, the wow. defense. The only reason that they won against the Chargers, the only reason this game was anywhere close, is because the defense played pretty well. Yeah,
4: no, the defense has been awesome. I'm I have zero qualms with that defense. If I have zero qualms with them right now. I think they're. I think they're doing just fine with all these young guys. They've gelled quickly. Spags doesn't seem to be held back too much right now. He's getting to. He's getting to dial up a bunch of pressures. He's getting to kind of call his game aggressively. He's trusting those guys and putting those guys out on an island a little bit. And yeah, I mean, the offensive regression's just been bad. It's just it's stunningly bad.
3: All right. Looking looking forward. Let's wrap, start to wrap this up. Tucker's gonna peruse around social media see if there's anything coming out from the pressers anything like that but uh craig let's go with you looking forward chiefs could take on the bucks uh this week what do they got to fix what's the answer craig (laughs) see you later craig maddie i think craig just
1: he's just disappointed he's he's a defensive guy he's just disappointed in our offense so he just left i get it i I get get it it. the defensive guy and this is what you get i get it um yeah looking forward just for the rest of the week. I just I want to go back. I'm just excited to, not excited. I'm going to rewatch this game very angrily just to try to figure out where things went wrong. Like, I just want to understand. That's all I care about when things go poorly. I just want to understand what happened. So I want to understand why the Chiefs offense is struggling so much and I think I'll feel a lot better once we get to that point, but until then just watching it live it is just it's rough. So like I'm exci- I'm excited to know why so I can hopefully wrap my mind around how it gets better from here.
4: Yeah, I, I, similar. I, I want to see what's happening downfield a little bit more. I, I think pass protection was just really, really, really rough. Like I think that was a big factor in all this. And, and like Mahomes was running for his life and having to create extremely quickly. And even a couple of the plays that they showed on the back end, you know, on uh, you know from the 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 coverage views and some of that kind of stuff. You you saw some guys uncovering a little bit. Like I think there was Travis Kelsey or Juju on a dig, but like Mahomes didn't have time. He didn't have time. So like. How much of it is these guys just aren't getting open at all? How much of it is the time that Mahomes had was forcing some, you know, structural issues there, and and you know Mahomes not being able to find op, you know, guys out of that. And, like I think that's one of the things I'm gonna kind of be looking at a little bit this week as well. Craig's I'm- gonna have fun with the defense.
3: I'm gonna be watching the Whoa. injury reports, see yeah, how Harrison Bucker's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Bucker watch. Uh,
4: I wonder if Danny Amendola <laughs> are they related? Could kick? No, it's spelled differently.
3: All right, Tucker. I just want Justin Reed to kick.
6: Justin Reed, yeah. They should have just let Justin Reed They kick. should. Tucker, um, do you have anything
3: from social media?
6: Listen, there's not really much going on in the press conference, just a lot of disappointment, I think. And you're hearing a lot of the same things over and over from the coaches. Andy Reed said he didn't have the guys ready for this game. Um, that, that seemed pretty evident. Chris Jones said uh, in the locker room after the game, he didn't think he said anything vulgar or disrespectful. Um, so (laughs) that's what Chris thought. That's a very (laughs) tongue-in-cheek, like, I didn't think it was disrespectful. I was just telling the truth. Uh, Mahomes said when the defense plays like this, we've got to win these football games. He's absolutely right, and he said I didn't expect any growing pains. Um, And at the halftime conversation, Mahomes said that he wanted to score. That's who I am in regards to the quote-unquote altercation. Uh, in, in terms of the altercation, that's from uh, Harold Coops from Fox 4. So, uh, yeah, uh, a lot of the, just kind of no injuries is what Andy Reid also reported at the press conference, um, but a lot of uh, coach speak, as you would say, after this one, nothing that we uh, aren't
3: too accustomed to hearing. A lot of a culpa. Yep. So that's what the press – you're not getting a lot of answers out of the press conferences and the – the proof will be in the pudding and see how they come out and play against Tampa Bay. And I'm excited to see what you guys dig up looking into the film this week to try to come up with some answers to uh, fans wanting to know why has the offense been struggling? That was not the concern coming into the early part of the season was what answers the offense was going to have. You knew they were going to struggle against the chargers. I was not thinking this game was going to be any kind of an issue because you were not facing Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack and Derwin James. And you weren't facing those dudes. They didn't have Shaq Leonard. They didn't have their best player um, on defense. So along with Buckner. But yeah, Tampa's just, is not a, Tampa...
1: running circles, just running circles Ugh. around Orlando Brown every play. It's Orlando Brown,
4: circle. yeah. Orlando Brown was not good at all. That's not tape that's gonna get him paid the way he hopes to get paid. He's got a, he's got some stuff to figure out. He has it's his fir- his start of the season hasn't been great. Uh, at least, I mean, I'm just at least, at least they're playing Tampa next week. You know, that's a really good matchup to solve issues against physical secondary players and good pass rushes and good defensive fronts that can stop the run. I mean, that's exactly that's a get right game if I've ever heard of one. <laughs> Big challenge this week.
3: Yeah. I guess if you're looking for a silver lining, the Jacksonville Jaguars, granted, as we're reporting, there's beating the Chargers, and then obviously the Bills losing to the Miami Dolphins, uh, which just pisses me off even more because it's an opportunity to yep. separate yourself playing <laughs> against a team that uh, you had no business losing to. And I can't think of one scenario in which the Colts played really well. No! Everything I think about this game, I try to remove myself, try to be as unbiased as possible, but everything is about what the Chiefs messed up yeah, or the decisions that they made, not... They went out and earned it. Alec Pierce made a couple of really nice catches. Michael Pittman made some nice catches, but Matt Ryan got sacked five times. He was under pressure. Like, she's turning the ball, like all of it. I just.
4: They they could have survived half of the things that went wrong in one. And probably covered, like, (laughs) one comfortably that the Colts are bad. I was woefully unimpressed with the Colts. Yeah. The Colts are bad. The Chiefs were bad. The Chiefs were worse somehow. Yeah, the Colts pass rush was
1: pretty good. I'll, I'll give yeah. them that. I'll give them. A, I'll give them a hat tip for there. Their pass rush I actually thought was pretty good. And The Chiefs offensive line didn't do you know make it difficult, but I thought they did a good job with their pass rush. They made offense not easy for the Chiefs, and the Chiefs um, you know let it happen. Like they didn't do anything to stress them. So it's a chicken or egg kind of argument there. But I think the Colts defense played really well for not having their best player. And going through it and fighting through all that. But outside that, it was mostly just the Chiefs shooting themselves in the foot. I don't know if you guys had mentioned it yet. Like, just the special teams looked poorly coached. Watching the kick returner run into blocks on every single kickover, he literally running into the back of a blocker on every single return, that was just – it didn't give lead directly two points, like a muffed punt or, you know, a missed field goal kind of thing. But that was just as alarming because that's just, like, all kind of, like – a lack of discipline on the play, and that's not something as many jokes as I crack about Dave Tobe. That's not something this team usually has.
4: Jacksonville is up thirteen, nothing on the uh, Chargers, so that that's nice at least.
3: <sighs> the NFL
4: weirdly again. All
3: right, we appreciate everybody for watching live on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook. Uh, there at one hundred and one, the Fox, wherever. You are watching. We appreciate you spending part of your afternoon with us as we all air our grievances together and try to figure out what the hell uh, just happened. Is one of the best teams in the AFC just lost to one of the worst teams in the AFC in a very winnable game uh, that a lot of mistakes were made? Uh, again, we'll have plenty of content at KC Sports Network this week to break it all down. I appreciate it if you're watching, the po- or listening to the podcast afterwards, please rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. And don't take it out on us that the Chief did not play well. Uh, we are feeling it just like you are. But, um, Kent, why don't you take us home? I'm just going to start swearing.
4: Yeah, I do want to say, like, and it's it it sucks the Chiefs' loss. I am happy for Jelani Woods. Uh, a really, really cool story. You can actually find his story, a little bit of his story, on the KCSN YouTube channel. Uh, two touchdowns in this game. I'm rooting for him. And if, if the Colts were going to catch two touchdown passes, I'm glad it was
3: Jelani Woods. So... That's what we're gonna end this on. That's it.
1: That's how somebody, this, somebody you send us had this out to, is your many to, to do it,
3: at least it's the guy that you see on our bumper on the intro for every Casey Sports oh, Network yeah, video. He's, he's, he's on the, the, the one bumper. laughing that Tucker had rolling before we interviewed him at the shrine. Bowl <sighs> Fine. So in now Las if you Vegas. want to be mad
1: at us, you can be. I think it's now you're now you're now allowed to be mad at Kent. For Indian in on that. For Thank, on that.
4: Thanks, thanks to everybody that stuck around and watched. There will be an airing of grievances. The Chiefs us will probably come on Monday again as well, so we will probably do a little bit of that, like we typically do on the laboratory with some losses. Yeah. Be sure to check I'll, that out.
3: I'll have Matt Miller from ESPN will join me tomorrow for our stock up, stock down report. That one ought to be Everyone. interesting. We'll have our ten things podcast, and then again, these guys uh, with the KC Lab going live Monday night. Uh, at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. That will be something that you're going to want to watch. It's going to be fun. So Appreciate everybody for tuning in. We will see you next time. Chiefs 2 and one taking on the Bucks next Sunday. Hopefully they're better. I'll
2: see y'all. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts.